Hey everyone, this is Ashley Hunter. I am honored to be able to teach a men and a women's marriage repair workshop with Life Changing Services. In these workshops, we practice the skill of marriage and we learn tools to help our relationships. I'm excited to share this clip with you from one of our discussions. I have something that I'm I'm excited about or feeling really strongly about, and I want to share it, but that person doesn't have the spirit or even just the communication in the moment doesn't have the spirit, whether it's, whether we're going to say he doesn't, or I don't just this experience doesn't have the spirit within it. How do you guys handle needing to be able to communicate, but also not having the spirit as a couple, when you're both working and you're able to purposely implement things that are going to bring the spirit into your home that's only going to help communication that much more. And I love the examples that you gave when the miscommunications happen, you can say, Hey, what was that? And if both people are having the spirit and the conversations influenced by the spirit, then even just the, I'm not sure I understood. Can you clarify like what was happening there can lead to a really edifying and productive conversation versus when, when the spirit isn't present, what it ends up looking like. We have a couple examples in the lecture. Like she says, I think Bob bought a new car for Susie and then Satan twists it all around. And what he hears is why can't you be a better provider? So I could buy a new car, (laughs) right? That these messages that don't actually get said, get interpreted to have been said when we aren't taking the time to ensure that the spirit's right there with us working as we work, because I think it happens often. We probably all have little moments where I said one thing and he took it a completely different way or another example. This is where I often found myself. Uh, He comes home and says, there's a toy truck on the floor. And I heard, I hope you learn how to be a good homemaker someday. Like, how come you couldn't keep the house clean? (laughs) There's toy trucks all over the floor. You're such a terrible housewife. And so uh, that's where my satanic influence I would often see was when he would come home and just comment on the state of the home with or without judgment, I would interpret it and assume that it was just all about criticism on me versus if I had the spirit, even if it was a criticism on me. I could take that and go, "Mm, okay, you can handle that. I don't have to hold that criticism on myself. The next section of the lesson is all about the need for increasing the spirit of discernment of having that there. And I think there, the general rule is if you don't have, if the spirit's not present, there's no reason to be casting your pearls before swine. It's just time to leave. But there will be times when the spirit is telling you, this is something you need to do. And so identifying when it's a spirit talking versus when maybe it was a satanic distortion, giving you some sort of defensiveness or feeling attacked or what's happening there. So you have to really use that spirit of discernment to know, is this a prompting? Is this something I'm supposed to follow through on or give credit to? Or is this something that I need to start activating my warrior chemistry and getting my connection back with the spirit? all good things come from God. And so if this thought is leading to good fruits and it's most likely from God. So how do you identify if it is the spirit, especially when you live a life in betrayal trauma, that's full of lots of gaslighting and lots of confusion and a home that's filled of lots of stirring up rather than the peace that's felt from the spirit. I feel like there are lots of people who um, might say, I don't even know if I ever feel the spirit, even when I'm by myself. I don't know if that's something that I can experience. So how do you identify or what do you guys do in your life to help awaken that moment? 
the Lord knows the way. And when we learn to listen to him, it's just easier. I think sometimes the learning to listen gets confusing. I have, I only have one sibling and he's 15 years younger than me. So he's currently serving a mission. And before deciding to serve a mission, one of the things he said was that he doesn't feel like he ever feels the spirit. And I am one of those people that just, I kind of feel like I've always just had the spirit there. Like it's, it's, I just don't have that same thing. So he and I were talking about um, how it felt to feel like he's never felt the spirit. And as we were chatting, my parents were involved in the conversation. Occasionally we'd bring a bishop into it. Um, not in like a, you need to repent, but just in a, let's learn more about the spirit. And what I discovered was as we researched and learned how the spirit communicated in scriptures, as we found conference talks about how the spirit communicates, as we took that time to really study, then pretty soon we could start identifying those moments, whether it was a moment of peace or a moment where I just felt like I could breathe a little bit. My favorite a scripture story, and I'll probably tell this every class because I just love it so much, is the Jaredites and how they came, they left, and they come to the ocean and they're like, oh, this must be our promised land because ocean. So they settled and they're there for four years before the Lord goes, hey, you weren't supposed to stop here. How come nobody asked me if this was where you stopped? You just kind of assumed. So they finally ask, okay, well, is this where we're supposed to stop? And he's like, no, you actually have to go in the ocean and not just not just sail across the ocean on a boat like Nephi and his brothers. No, no, no. These guys are going in something that's tight, luckily, into a dish. So I imagine it's this little football-shaped thing. This is Ashley's imaginations. But then they start coming up with all of these issues. They're like, well, what about air? This is the only issue we're going to talk about today. What about air? Like, if we're tight unto a dish so that water can't get in, how are we going to breathe? We just kind of think maybe that's something we need to be able to do. And the Lord's answer was, okay, uh, here's the plan cut a hole in each side of the dish so that when it's time for you to need more air, the barge can come up and whichever side is up, you can unstop and get some air. Now, what I hear when I read this is, you mean we're gonna be tossing and turning in the ocean so much that the same side of the boat won't be up the whole time? Sometimes it's gonna be fully upside down and we're gonna have to, just unstop with this little thing. And then what he tells them is that they'll be swallowed up in the depths of the ocean, which I don't know how many of you feel like you're in the depths of the ocean as you're battling recovery, but I certainly, and that the waves that are in the ocean causing me to tumble head over heels and be all sorts of uprooted from what I thought was my stable ground. That's what's moving you toward the promised land. The wind, the waves and the winds are getting you there. And then he promises, and whenever you need air, I will bring the barge up so that you can get air. And that, that little piece was so important to me that as I'm tumbling through my life, just fully like, I don't know what's, what's even up right now. I'm head over heels. I don't know which way is up. I don't know where we're going. I don't know where we're going to land. I kind of thought that we were in the promised land and then surprise, we were not. And all of this stuff comes tumbling out, right? That, that promise of I'll bring you to the surface to just get a bit of air. So there was a long time where I wasn't looking for prompting so much as, can I breathe today? Like, is there a moment where I just feel like I can just breathe, just two seconds of breathing before I'm swallowed up in the depths? That's what the spirit felt like for me for a really long time. I wouldn't even go so far as to call it peace. It was just the ability to breathe a little bit. And so as we search the scriptures and we study how the spirit talks and how the Lord communicates to us, 
we realized there are these different ways that maybe, um, maybe we didn't know that the spirit was communicating to us and that we were feeling it until we've learned there's these other ways that the spirit talks and communicates and we start applying those into our life. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, there's something that resonated, or if you had any questions, you can register and join us for these workshops at lifechangingservices.com. Then click on therapy services and marriage repair workshops. See you in class.